Welcome, welcome, happy Friday, happy Wednesday, happy week, whatever time that you are listening, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Did I say this is the day? Yes, I did. It is the day that the Lord has made. My name is Joy Kitanga Dash Double. And yes, Dash is not my name. It is just the way I get to have fun on this platform as I share with you stories, faith. And uh, as you are preparing to listen, I, I want you to go. If you're listening in the car, if you're listening at home, just to tune in and be connected because you are in for a ride. Let's get to it. Let's get it done. I am so excited. We are here today. Let's do it. Good day. Happy Friday. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. Aloha. Mujambo, this is the day that the Lord has made. Welcome to Voice Imprint. Let us begin with prayer. I have something that I want to share with us today. And I want us to center ourselves, feel connected, because the message that we are about to hear, that I'm about to share, is, is, is grounded and rooted Something that I've just been reading over the past few days. And uh, I'm excited to share with you. So would you pray with me? And if you're in the car, don't close your eyes. <laughs> just trust in the prayer and, and hold us together through faith, all of us, as we're listening. Our Heavenly Father, thank you. First, I will say good morning or good afternoon. Good afternoon, Holy Spirit. Hello, Jesus. Hello, Father. This is the day that you have made, a day to rejoice and to be glad in it. Father, I pray, let the word of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you. Wherever this person is driving to or walking to or coming from or just sitting and and centering themselves, Lord, speak, for your servants are listening. Speak to our hearts, speak to our mind, speak to who we are. And let your word, as the Apostle Paul says, dwell in us richly as it's being read. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so first, let me say thank you to you, our listeners, to you who have been subscribed, and to you all that follow and send some love message. I want to say thank you for your love and your support, especially last week. I had a cold that lingered for a while, and you probably heard it through the 
through the podcast, through the episode yesterday, uh, last week. So thank you for showing me your love and your support and that you didn't leave, <laughs> but you're still here with me. So thank you. I'm feeling much better. As you can tell, my voice is doing much better. So I'm feeling better and I'm, I'm up for the challenge. I'm ready to go and roll in this book that we're going to be reading today. My message today is simply this. God perfect my love. It's that simple. God perfect my love. As I have shared before with you all, is that I do lead women's ministry and then the women's ministry is a prayer focus, prayer based. Strictly, we do prayer. We meet and we pray. I teach prayer because God called me to teach the prayer. I teach prayer. That's all. And I love doing it. And I love it. And it's a biblical principle based whatever you want to call it. We go from Genesis to Revelation, not in order, but we go as the Holy Spirit leads us. So I've been leading prayer for, we're on this prayer chain, purpose prayer. We call it the five month prayer, purpose prayer challenge. We started earlier on. We are in the fourth month. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, we are in the fourth month and we're going to finish in December. And this week we are praying about the gift of the Holy Spirit for God to give this gift. The apostle Paul is talking about in Galatians five, he give us this different about nine different gifts of the Holy Spirit. And as we were gathering and, and going, we're going through them one by one. And of course, the first one of the gift of the spirit is love. The fruit of the spirit is love. Let me give you a little bit of a, of a background of how the Lord set it up for us. So you can have a little bit of a feeling of how we've been flowing with the Holy Spirit. We started out the Holy Spirit guiding us with Genesis 4. If you know, Genesis 4 is about Cain and Abel, the first children born on earth. Yes, the first children. These are the first sets of children that ever touched the ground, the earth. After Cain, after, after Adam and Eve have been kicked out in the presence from the presence of God, missing out the fellowship, missing out being part of God's presence. Cain and Abel were the first fruit of Adam and Eve outside of Garden of Eden. And these two brothers were offered the opportunity to enter back in the fellowship with the Lord through their gift and offering. The Lord 
welcomed them and was ready to receive their gift and offering. Let's pause there for a few minutes, okay? Just pause, park right there. We, You and I just think that, you know, when we put our offering in the envelope at the altar or in the little plate that pass on on Sunday, that it's just my money that I put there or it's just my tithe that I put there. But I want to change you a little bit your attitude about it with this. It's not just your money. It's not just an envelope. Whenever you put your offering on the plate at the altar, I want you to think this. It's an invitation that God is giving you to enter into fellowship with him. This fellowship that was once broken by Adam and Eve. God wants you to enter into a fellowship in this love, intimate relationship with him through your gift and your offering. So it's not just the pastor's duty or the pastor's trying to collect money, but it is an invitation, an invitation of you going into fellowship, intimate relationship, restoring that oneness with God through your offering. And as we read in Genesis 4, the the issue that we find here is we either fall in the category of Cain, who basically withheld his offering in his heart, or Abel, who genuinely offered, gave his offering to God. That means his relationship with God mattered to him that he was willing to go an extra mile. He was giving not just the offering, the, the animal or the, the, the gift that he was presenting, but he was presenting it with love intentional. So this Sunday, remember the, as you're listening to this part, to this episode, I want you to prepare yourself. I want you to prepare yourself for Sunday that I am entering in this fellowship with God through my offering, through my gift. Yes, there's praise, there's worship, but when we give our, our offering, is an opportunity that God is giving us to enter in fellowship with him. For us to experience that was once in the Eden, in the Garden of Eden, now outside of the garden. Okay? So here you have the two brothers. The two brothers, they present their offering before God. One, we know Abel presented well and the Lord received and was excited about it. Right? And then there's Cain, who basically was like, hmm, yeah, I'll just give my offering and inshallah, shall be, shall be. Whatever will be, will be, okay? But the Lord says, no, I want to be in fellowship with you. I want you to experience my love for you. I want you to experience the deep connection that I created you in my image. And I want you to 
enter into that fellowship with me. It's not just careless. Don't just do it careless. And this is what the Lord tells Cain after Cain is being upset. The fact that the Lord is favoring his brother. And the Lord says to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? If you do what is right, wouldn't you be accepted? You do not do what is right. Sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you. But you must master it. Sin, I want you to underline that. Sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you. But you must master it. So is, is God saying we need to master sin? Is God saying that I need to understand sin in depth for me to master it? it what, is, what is God saying here? What I love about the scripture here is that it began by telling us that first Cain is complaining, is angry. Anger, the word of God says, it's okay to be angry, but don't sin. Okay. So the manifestation of sin has already taken place and God is giving him the warning saying that if you do what is right, you still have a chance. You still have a chance to come in fellowship with me. You still have a chance to still connect with me. You still have a chance to enter into love with me. You still have a chance to experience love. Jesus says this way, the greatest commandment of all, love the Lord your God with all your strength, with all your might. And then the second one is for you to love thy neighbor as yourself. This is where this is, is demonstrated. God is saying, I want you to experience my love. Do what is right do what is right when you decide to do what is right i want you to know the sin which basically god was saying satan the one who deceived your mother is also watching you this word called crouching in in the position where satan the enemy the tempter the deceiver it gives the image of him sitting by the door watching you carefully he's studying your going and your coming he's studying your laying down and your waking up he's a Going through the Ephesians 6 says this, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against what? The schemes, right? We have to stand firm because of the schemes. And when you look at the word, the definition of the word scheme, you're basically going to see this crouching enemy at your door. Because not only scheme means strategy. But he's also have blueprints. He also have plan. He's organized. He's very strategic. 
So for somebody to be strategic and be able to execute or to see his plan to come to pass, he's patient. Luke 4 says it this way. After Jesus being tempted in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, it says that what? The Satan, the enemy left him and he says, until an opportune time. Let me tell you, for three years, Satan stood still watching Jesus recruiting disciples for three years didn't do anything until he captured Judas. So think about that. He's crouching at your door. So God is saying, do what is right. Do what is right. You will be placed and you will be aligned back in love, in my love. So Joy, your title says, God perfect my love. And we've been talking about Cain and their sins and how they fall and my offering. How is that perfecting my love? I'm glad you asked. Because we needed to understand this background here of sin crouching at your door and you mastering it. We're not mastering sin. We're not mastering Satan. But we got to master the gift that has been given to us, which is what God is saying. Do what is right. Master the gift I've given you and come back in my house. Come back in, in the love that I have for you. You don't know how much I love you. I love you so much that I want you to be with me. And he said, master that love, master that gift that I have given you. And what is this gift? This gift is what we found in what? In Galatians 5. God is saying, master it. Right? Jesus, when the disciples ask him and say, Lord, teach us how to pray. And then he tells the story of the, the Lord's prayer and then the, the, the friend who knocks on the door. And, and then he says, if you earthly fathers that are wicked knows how to give good things, how much more can the Father give you the Holy Spirit? To gift us the Holy Spirit is God giving us his own spirit to us himself, which is what he was telling Cain, right? Do what is right. I'm ready to give you me. I'm ready to come to you. I'm ready to fellowship with you. I'm, I'm not going to withhold anything because I love you that much. And then he says, in Luke, in, in Luke 11, Jesus said, God is willing to give you his spirit. And when you read Galatians, then you see the gift or the fruit of the spirit. The first one being love. Love all of them. He begins with love. So God perfect my love. Because that's the number one gift that comes from God. God wants us to know 
He loves us. God wants us to know he cares about us. God wants us to know that before we even we can experience peace, do we know that he loves us? Do we know that God loves us? And, and here's a place where I want you and I to pray. God, perfect your love in me. Perfect this love. What does that mean? So we go to 1 Corinthians 13, where actually the Apostle Paul is talking about love. He says this. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clenching symbol. If I have the gift of prophecy and can phantom, meaning I can understand in depth, depth understanding all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but I have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. And he goes on and on and on. And, and we, we read this text and we say it's about love. But as you go through this chapter 13 that is speaking of love, you will understand that Paul gets to this place where he began to say this, love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be still. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. Then catch this, what he says in verse 10. But when perfection comes, the imperfect disappear. Are you struggling to understand God's will for your life? Are you struggling to understand your journey right now? Or maybe you are in that place where you are putting the pieces of your story together to make sense of it. The Apostle Paul said, we know in part, we prophesy in part, because we do not have this love, this agape love. If you can replace that word love for a few minutes, if I don't have God, then I fail. God is patient. God is kind. He's slow to anger, he says. So when I say pray with me and ask God to perfect his love, to perfect your love, it means God realign me with you.
And I'm not saying that when God does this, the perfecting of our faith, it means that we become perfect. Rather, God perfecting our love allows us to love others. Allows us to be in communion and in fellowship with him. And I love how the Apostle Paul continued. He says, I, when I was a child, I did things like a child. I'm, I'm a grown now, right? In other words, is as we grow in our faith, in our Christian walk, we need to stop throwing these tantrums. Oh my gosh, if God doesn't do this, then I don't know if I can do it. I'm not, I'm, you know, this morning I'm all full of faith in the Holy Spirit and sanctify. So I'm going to praise my Lord. And then the storm comes and I really don't like that pastor. So I'm not going to go to church anyway. Oh yes, hallelujah. I'm going to show up at this conference and we're going to come out of the conference. He says, you need God's love to be perfected in you. God, perfect your love in me. Why should God perfect our love? The answer is still here in chapter 13. He should perfect our love. If we go back to verse 1 in chapter 13 of First Corinthians, and by the way, I'm reading the NIV. He says, if I speak in tongue, I want you to circle the word speak. God, perfect your love in my speech. Because when I speak, whatever that I say, let it be said with love. Mm. Are, you, are, you, are you feeling it now? <laughs> You're catching it, right? It's so good. I'm telling you. If I speak with love, I'll be understood. There will be no strife. There will be no war. If I speak with love, even angels will hear me. If I speak with love, there will be a shift and a difference, right? Verse 2, he said, if I have the gift of prophecy, and can phantom if I have a gift, the gift. So my gift, meaning that what talent God has given me, whatever talent, whether you are administrators, whether you are CEO, whether you are a musician, whether you are uh, what I call a clerk, whether you are a teacher, those are God's gift given to you. It's saying that even if I have this gift, if I do not have love, they're, they're not effective. Because the sin that is crouching at the door will cause me to respond or react according to its will instead of the will of God. God perfect my love because I want my gift to operate with love. Then he says, if I have a, a faith that can move mountain. 
That means now he's saying, not only that I need your love to be perfected in my speaking speech, my communication. I want it to be also perfected in my gift. Whatever gift you've given me, let your love be perfected in there. And now in my faith, the Hebrews says that without faith, we cannot please God. Hmm, we've got faith. I can't move mountains in my life. And that mountains are not moving in my life because I lack love. That means I might be praying hard and praying hard and praying hard and you are not seeing result. And the Lord is saying, love, love, your faith is lacking love. May God perfect your love for him so that your faith may bear seed or your faith will produce seed. Your faith will respond. Your faith will be activated. Then I love this in verse three. He says this, if I give all my possession, that means now your ability of giving. Remember, we started with the offering of Cain and Abel, right? One had love and one was just, eh, I can say it, lacked love. Dismiss his gift. His gift did not have love. Let me ask you this. Have you ever been given a gift where you know, especially this is hint, hint, husband, if you're listening, right? You've given your gift and you just, you know, you knew it was your wife's birthday or you knew it was your husband's birthday and you just uh, pick up something real quick, even maybe your sister's birthday, and you just pick up something quickly and just wanted to give it to them so that, you know, check, I did give something, right? And how did they respond? A gift that is given with love can be felt because love trans what it trans it's transmitted. You can feel, you know, with spiritual being, emotions. Have you ever been able to somebody read, you know, wrote an email to you with so much anger and you can feel it in their email? They didn't say anything. They're, they wrote. Yet you can you could feel their emotion in the email because we're a spiritual being. So may God perfect your love in your speech, in your gift, in your faith. And in your giving. Because when, when we give out of love, we channel also healing. We channel abundance. We channel the goodness of God. And this is how the Apostle Paul ends this chapter. He says, now, I know in part, 
then I shall know then, later, mean later on, I will know fully, meaning that once this love is perfected in me, I'll be able to know fully. I know in part right now because this love has not been perfected in me. I'm still learning. But that's not should be the, the excuse of us. You know, I'm in working progress. No sister, no bro. Right? Ask God to perfect his love in you. God, perfect your love in me. Then he says this. And now, these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But... The greatest of these is love. The greatest is love. May God perfect our love. Because once this love is perfected, we will speak with love. We will do our work, our talent. We will reach our people with love. And our faith will demonstrate love by mountains like cancer being removed, diabetes ending. Because doctors, therapists, even yourself, if you have diabetes or any of these diseases or any illness in the body, where there's love, he says, the mountain will move. Maybe you're dealing with unforgiveness. Ask God to perfect his love in you so you can forgive. I want to end with, uh, with a quote from one of my favorite, favorite author, speaker, teacher, our late Dr. Maya Angelou. If you have a chance, go on YouTube and search it and, and, and listen to this, the, this master class of hers that she did, or maybe a clip. Now they're, they're, they, they cut those clips smaller, shorter. But this is what helped me in my journey of faith when I learned, when I heard her say this, love liberate love liberate if you're still feeling chained if you're still feeling stuck if you're still feeling angry may God perfect his love in you because love liberates and if we can speak with love, if we can use our talent and gift with love, if we can walk our faith journey with love, if we can give gift with love, how many people will be liberated? Let us pray. Eternal God, the rock of our salvation, you are love. From the beginning of time, 
all you seek or desire is for us to know your love, to know you as love, and to enter into this relationship with you. In the psalm, there is a scripture that says, where the Lord says, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will protect him. So, Heavenly Father, for those that are listening right now and in need of love, I ask, O oh Lord God, that you will perfect your love. And I, I did say, yes, perfect that love in them, Lord. Perfect that love that you've given them to share to this world inside of all of us, O oh God. And when we come to this understanding that God, you are love. And those who know you and those who fellowship with you, they become love. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this gift to gift us and the fruit of that comes out of it. We bless you and we glorify your holy name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, you go with this Psalm 91. I want, to, I want you to go with that Psalm. Psalm 91 verse 14 says, Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledged my name. Love liberates. Oh, well, oh, well, oh, well, my dear friend, this is the end of this episode. Love liberates. May you find your freedom. May you find your peace by simply asking God to perfect the love in you. This is a very important gift that you may not even think about it as that way. But I hope this episode helped you to think about what love is this is voice imprint and i hope you wherever you go may you leave the imprint of god's love and may it dwell in you richly until next time remember follow subscribe share and wherever you go find a church find a church connect with the people of god and leave the imprint of God's love. Take care, everybody. Thank you again for being here. Peace.